This is the weekly update with FaithWorks Wessex. Now, of course, I usually do the weekly update with Alistair on a Tuesday, uh, but uh, we're doing it on Monday today uh, at the request of BCP Council because FaithWorks, along with many other organisations, participate in the uh, Homelessness Reduction Board. Good morning to you, Alistair. Good morning, Blair. Good morning, everybody. Yes, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a slightly different hat or extra hats that we're wearing today, so uh, it's a pleasure to be able to talk about the wider partnership stuff that's going on to help people who are recovering from homelessness. Now, obviously, people will be aware of the fact that, I mean, homelessness was with us before uh, COVID-19, but it's been brought into a, to even sharper focus during this time because of the, the high risk. I, I know that all of the work is being coordinated in a multi-agency board. Tell us something about, about the function of that board. What, what does it do? So, as, as you rightly say, what, what we uh, recognise is that no uh, one organisation can, can uh, deal with the, the multiplicity of issues around homelessness. And obviously homelessness is, is much more than, than just the rough sleeping that sometimes we've seen in the past. So uh, colleagues from across lots of different groups and agencies have come together to form a homelessness reduction board. And so that is chaired by uh, Lorraine Meelings, who's the Director of Housing for the Council and uh, has uh, the portfolio holder there, Councillor Kieran Wilson, on there. But uh, we've also got representatives from the police, from probation, from uh, the NHS, and also from several um, voluntary and community sector organisations. So the YMCA are on there, the, uh, Gareth from the YMCA, it's Kate from Shelter, Kate Parker from Shelter, um, Martin Hancock from BCHA, obviously a, clear, uh, a really important social housing provider, and uh, ourselves here at FaithWorks. We, we, I'm, I also attend and I'm the deputy chair of the board. So the, the, the way I try and understand it is the board, if you like, is the, is the glue that holds all of the partnership together. It's a jigsaw. So somebody somewhere needs to be able to say, OK, um, all this action that we're doing, how does it all fit together? And is it going in all the same direction? And are we content that uh, there's a sort of coordination across all the different agencies and individuals who are working on this? So they, they if you like, provide the strategic oversight and uh, in time, they'll be responsible for pulling together all the strands to form a, a homelessness strategy. Um, but at the moment, what they've been seeking to do is, is setting off some specific action groups that are going to, almost like task and finish groups, that some people call them, where uh, it's literally, there is a task in a particular area, and we want to bring together different members of the partnership who are particularly relevant in that area to work on a particular problem. So, for example, there is a group who is looking at move-on accommodation for all those who are, who are currently in that temporary accommodation. And uh, so you bring together a whole sort of people who are, who are relevant to that. And all these, we're going to the action groups in a minute, probably in more detail. But, but they, that sort of, the homeless reduction will make sure all of that is going in the right direction. And, and brings us back to a, uh, we, we, we drew up as one of the early things of the board, a, uh, a charter to say, what do we all stand for? What are we all trying to achieve? And, and we wrote in there a vision, that, that, which is, I think, really a, a positive statement. Quite often you hear just negative ones. But what it says is to end homelessness in Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole by ensuring everyone has a safe place to live that they can call home. So uh, really quite a positive statement there to say that, that it, you know, it is right that people should have a safe place to live and somewhere that they can, it's not just four walls and a, and a roof, but actually somewhere they can call home. Now, and obviously before COVID-19, uh, homelessness and rough s- 
sleeping was, was a, a challenge. You and all the agencies that you've mentioned, of course, were, were involved. How has everything been uh, worsened, accentuated by, by COVID-19? Well, um, as people are probably aware, that there was a, uh, a strong push nationally to bring everybody who was rough sleeping inside and to uh, get them to the point where they could, uh, they were safe in temporary accommodation. And uh, what the council did locally, working with St Mungo's, was uh, work really hard to get a lot of people uh, into hotels and B&Bs and, uh, and other sort of houses of multiple occupation where um, they, they were safe, where there was the opportunity if they needed to, to isolate if they had COVID symptoms, and where they could get support uh, both in terms of health support, but also welfare support. So uh, the, since the lockdown, the, the council and, and St Mungo's have supported 245 individuals who were rough sleeping or were at risk of rough sleeping, because I think sometimes we forget there are a lot of people who are on the edge of homelessness. They may be staying with a friend, they may be uh, on someone's sofa, and what happened, obviously, during these early stages of COVID was that those people... Um, uh, quite often were, were in quite vulnerable p positions themselves. And so uh, that's why we got up to 245 individuals who were, um, who were rough sleeping or, or in that risk category. So those have all come into temporary accommodation. And uh, what's been good is, is that many of those hotels and B&Bs have been able to provide, obviously, food. Where they haven't been able to, then uh, the faith and voluntary sector have been able to work together with the council to, to make sure that everybody gets food. So there's no shortage of food for folk. Um, and obviously what's now starting to happen is we want to see those people moving on into uh, longer-term, more secure housing, uh, in a sense helping them to live independently. Um, and at least 40 have been able to make that journey so far. Uh, at the same time, of course, there are more people who are, who are hitting the streets in, and who are maybe facing uh, homelessness themselves. And so, once again, the council has been working with them to get them into uh, the right option for them. Uh, so as 40 have moved on, others have moved into that temporary accommodation. So there's still quite a lot of people who are in hotels and B&Bs around the town. Uh, and the great news is that at the moment, even though uh, obviously life is opening up, the, that, that accommodation is still going to be there. Uh, there was an announcement last week you may have seen from central government of more funding uh, to help um, those ho uh, the councils to, to maintain the accommodation for in hotels and B&Bs and so on. So there's not going to be an end to that anytime soon, uh, which is really encouraging because it obviously gives us time to do some more work to actually work out what those routes are for people going forward. Now, Alistair, obviously we're talking about all things uh, homelessness and, and rough sleeping and so on, and it's great to hear that, that so many people you know, have been helped through very, very challenging, perhaps the most challenging circumstances that we've ever faced. You know. But what about those folk uh, you know, who... Who haven't been open to receiving help? I mean, there's always a group of folk who, I guess, you know, rough sleeping and so on is a bit of a lifestyle for them. But they would have been mm. they would have been at risk also, wouldn't they? Yeah, and and um, I think that there's a couple of things to say on that. But what one is that uh, there is always that some Mungo's team are out there each each day, and uh, they will be seeking to continue to to offer support to folks so so there's never a, a closed door if you like to 
to those who are uh, continuing to want to, to rough sleep. Um, and, and the aim has always been to say to them, look, the, the, this is the, the benefits that you could get from moving inside. Um, but yes, there will be people who want to continue to sleep rough, and, and uh, there will be new people coming onto the street now who uh, are sort of sleeping. There was a street count the other week of, of, of numbers who were, who were out there, and it's obviously reduced dramatically since, it was, since, um, since March because of so many people coming inside. But that's one of the reasons that, you know, I was talking about those task and finish groups. There's a group specifically aimed at talking about what support is there for those who are rough sleeping. Um, because, you know, they want to make sure that uh, they're, they're still getting the support from the, the health team. There's a, there's a wonderful homeless health team uh, who are, have been really encouraging, actually. One of the, the nurses there said uh, the other day that she, for some of the folk who have come inside, their, their health has improved so much because of getting some regular sleep, getting some regular food inside them, and even sort of with helping to control some of, uh, some of the addiction issues as well. So there are, are real encouragements when people do move inside, but we are realistic to know not everybody will want to do that. Um, but the offer is always still there. Um, I think the other thing to say is, of course, uh, there was a real hot spell last week, and uh, St Mungo's uh, have also made provision for that. Um, there's a severe weather emergency protocol, so when it becomes either really hot or really cold, then other things kick in and uh, support is, is increased and, and provision is provided in those circumstances. Also, what, why do people sort of end up homeless? I mean, obviously there's a, there's a multiplicity of reasons, isn't there? And sometimes people who, uh, who we might think are, are the most, uh, the least at risk can, can also actually be at risk, maybe even more so because of the economic downturn, which is clearly coming our way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's lots of reasons. One, one of the, I guess, the encouragements that we've had locally is that we haven't seen very many families coming onto the street. We, we thought that might be a problem because, obviously, there have been, uh, you know, it's a very challenging time for families. Sadly, that there are more people um, hitting the streets because of domestic abuse and needing to flee a, a dangerous situation. Uh, relationship breakdown is always up there as one of the uh, the reasons that people end up on the street. Um, clearly, there are issues also to do with with addictions and so on. And in the past, uh, one of the big issues has been people leaving leaving uh, private rented accommodation. Um, maybe their tenancy has ended, or there's been a problem with paying the tenancy. Um, you'll be aware that at the moment there is um, uh, evictions. There's, no, there's a ban on evictions from private rented. But, uh, you know, if, if that ever changes, then some landlords may, may face the need of, of ending a tenancy. And that will, again, put pressure uh, on the system in terms of people maybe coming onto the street. So uh, there are a multiplicity of reasons, but I, I think um, what, what we, we often don't realize that, there's a, that the rough sleeping end of this is, is just one part of just a huge, uh, not a huge, but, but a large-scale issue around for a lot of people who are just on the edge of stuff there's one of the uh, the groups the action groups is around financial resilience because we want to see this not just as a dealing with an issue when it comes up but actually trying to prevent homelessness in the in the first place and obviously that's far more efficient way of of, of putting resources in so the work of people like citizens advice and shelter and others who are uh, working together with ourselves and, and the council to try and provide a single point of contact for people if they need debt or finance or housing help. 
so they know there is one place that they can always go to. And, and trying to encourage people, you, I don't know whether you remember at the start of the year there was a, there was a um, publicity campaign called Let's Talk Renting. And the aim of that was, again, to try and, and say to people, there is help out there if you are worried about your tenancy and to get help early. And I think that's one of the key messages we're going to continue to be pushing for uh, as, as things do get more difficult, as the economic consequences of COVID hit, is we want people to get help as early as they can and to find ways through potential problems rather than ending up in the, in the dire need of homelessness. So it's, it's you know, that, that, that early help is one of the key things that we want to focus on. Now, obviously, uh, one of the very encouraging things is the way so many people have come together volunteering and so on. Um, how can sort of people help? So obviously, you've got the agencies w- working together and many of them, just about everybody uh, working together who's in, uh, sort of doing something in terms of the homeless and our rough sleeping agenda. What sort of support can sort of the, the general public uh, give to support that work? Yeah, well, I mean, we... We're talking at the moment, it's a great point, because you're right, there are lots of people who are involved or who want to be involved in helping out with this. And there's two key things that we're saying right now, which is one is if you see someone who you think needs help, maybe rough sleeping or uh, in in that homeless situation, then we're asking people to to report that to StreetLink. There's a a website there, streetlink.org.uk. There's a phone number as well, 0300 500 0914 and that's a national uh, provision of a, a phone line uh, people can can leave a message there or leave an email and that gets reported through to people locally who can then follow up on someone so they normally be asked of you know uh, where did you see the person where are they bedding down and uh, what was their situation and then that gets followed up by the local team here by the local St Mungo's team so that's a really good way of you know if, if people see someone who who looks as though they are in difficulty then then please report that and pass on the information that you've got uh, the, the other thing we're saying to people is um you may have heard uh, talk in the past about a, a system called street support and street support would, is um has got all the local help that has been given by different agencies and not just around the sort of direct food uh, support but it could be around training it could be around advice could be around employment now obviously a lot of those activities had to cease during covid but what we've what we put on there is a summary of all the help that is available so if if people want to know you know uh, uh, how to help somebody then there is some some words on there but linked to that is a uh, a simple giving website called change for good and we're really, really keen to see this as being a way that people could support. So if they see somebody who is uh, rough sleeping or they know somebody who is in difficulty, we want to give them an alternative in terms of uh, if they want to give some money. And Change for Good is just a, it's just a simple giving page uh, on the uh, Street Support website, so that's streetsupport.net forward slash Bournemouth. And by giving money to that, what you're doing is you're giving into an independently managed pot so you're not giving to one agency or even to an individual, but you're giving to all the partners in this partnership an opportunity to say, hey, I'm working with Alistair and he needs, say, he's moving into a, home, uh, a new home, but he hasn't got a fridge, could really do with a fridge, otherwise life's going to be really hard. And, and we want to make that pot available for things like that, 
you know, the cost of a fridge to enable Alistair to, to move on safely. We had a situation over in Christchurch last week, actually, of a, of a person who came to uh, the food bank there uh, who was rust sleeping and homeless. And actually, just a small amount of money meant that he was able to get uh, to pay a deposit for a, a little rented flat and was able to get off the street. So we want this pot, this change for good pot, to be a, a place where people can give and then small amounts can go out through agencies to individuals to help them make that step forward uh, off the street. And so you'll see a lot more about that in the days to come. And we're really hoping in the next uh, month or so to see contactless points. So to make giving really easy across the towns, just to come up and, and you may have seen them in other cities around the country, uh, be able to just put your, your card against them and give a few pounds to, into the change for good pot. So report, please report anything you see, and please think about donating to that uh, change for good pot. And would you um, say that... To immediate things. Would you say that it's generally better not to give people... Because obviously sometimes people are approached on the streets or they see somebody yeah. in a street doorway and so on, and people are often concentrated about, you know, should I give money or food or, or whatever? Is it better, uh, as you say, to give... Th- through these various methods that you've just outlined, rather than sort of respond to to a hard cry of seeing seeing somebody in a street doorway or whatever. Yeah, it's it's so hard, isn't it? And and you know, this will be my view. Um, everybody will have to make up their own individual mind. I think one of the things to bear in mind is that um, sometimes we we equate rust sleeping and begging that they go together. And clearly, there are some rust sleepers who will be uh, who will be begging out there. But actually, there's a lot of folk who may ha- who are housed already who may be begging out there. So uh, the two things are not the same. And, and uh, we, we would always, I personally would always encourage people to give to that change for good pot rather than giving cash because. I think you can guarantee you know where that's going. That is going to help an individual make a step forward in their, in their move off the street rather than it being something which is uh, you don't know where you're, you're, that cash is going to turn up. So, so that would be my view that, you know, because you don't know what the, beg- the, the, the person asking you for money is actually what their situation is. You don't know what help they're already getting. You don't know whether they're actually housed. Uh, my personal view would be that you should uh, we, we should try and give to these sort of uh, change for good type pots rather than giving cash well Alistair thank you so much uh, for joining me in the program today and and uh, you know clearly there's a lot of fantastic cooperative work going on and long may that uh, may that continue so uh, talk to you next week thanks Blair and uh, thank you everybody who out there is helping uh, with the situation around homelessness it is uh, just a final point about a few years ago it seemed impossible to see so many people be able to make a step forward off the street and so even though the covid crisis has been really grim actually to see so many people seeing their lives really moved forward in this way is 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 a joy and i guess that's our prayer that this will continue and that actually uh, the one of the benefits of working together in such a huge partnership with there's 160 people on the, on the mailing list at the moment from different agencies, about 70 different agencies and groups. So one of my, my uh, joys is uh, that as we are working together, we will see more people whose lives will be utterly transformed. Alistair, thank you so much. Okay. For more information and to hear the latest update, visit hopefm.com forward slash faithworks.